The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. As I want to tell you a story, my friends, that is, is not to be believed. Not to be believed. You want to see how Hashem runs the world. And you want to see what investments are worth your while. Listen to this story. My sister heard this story from Roy Neuberger himself, well-known author, Jewish from Orthodox author Roy Neuberger. Roy Neuberger said he heard the story from the fellow in the story. So the guy told it to Roy Neuberger, who told it to my sister, who told it to me. Okay. This fellow was a businessman, and he used to do a lot of business between New York and Toronto. I believe it was Toronto. But this fellow was afraid of flying. And so it was worth his time that he would drive back and forth. One time he's in Toronto and he's getting ready to head back to New York and he hears reports that there's going to be a horrible snowstorm. But he says to himself, you know, come on. Yeah, snowstorm. They never know what they're talking about. I could do this. And he takes off and he starts driving. After a few hours, he realizes, no, it's horrific. He cannot see in front of him. He, he is going to die if he does not pull over. So he starts looking for some place. He can barely see. Where can I pull over? And he sees lights on. There's a building with lights on. He pulls in over there. He knocks. He comes in. And it's a nursing home. He enters and he says, can I please stay the night? They said, absolutely not. You can't just stay the night. So he says, no, you don't understand. If you send me out there, I'm going to die. I cannot be out there. He said, okay, they don't have a choice. They give him a room. He can sleep the night. Early in the morning, knock on the, on the door of his room. He wakes up. What? They said, you'll never believe this. This is unbelievable that you're here. God works in wondrous ways. Is what's going on? He said, we, we could tell from what you're wearing on your head, you're Jewish, right? He says, yeah, I'm Jewish. He said, well, we had here an elderly man who's the only Jew in the building. And last night, in the middle of the night, he passed away. He said, uh, we just, we didn't know what to do. He has no next of kin, he has no family, nothing. So... We were just going to take care of the burial ourselves. But we figured there's a Jew here. It's heaven sent. We'll ask you, what are, what are the protocols? What do you do? So he says, yeah, yeah, absolutely not. You cannot bury him. We have a very specific way of doing it. Specific places to bury him. So they say, okay, what, what should we do? He said, listen, I, I can't handle it myself. I could get the body to organizations that take care of it. Hever Kadisha, they, they deal with these types of things. So whatever the paperwork is that they have him fill out, and he becomes authorized to bring this body of this elderly Jew back to New York, to the Hever Kedisha, to have a Jewish burial. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's like, wow, Hashem, that's incredible. Puts the body in the back of his car and he starts driving. Let me tell you something, I've never driven with a dead guy in the back seat. But I can't imagine it's too comfortable. And sure enough, after a couple hours, he starts, oh, he cannot. 
He's whacking out. I mean, there's a dead guy in my back seat. You know, he's just, it's just waking him jittery. And he's thinking to himself, well, what if I get pulled over and the cops want to know why is there a dead guy in your back seat? I'll never see the light of day again. He says, forget it. He Googles, he searches, what's the nearest town with a Hebra Kedisha that has a Jewish community with a Hebra Kedisha? And one pops up 45 minutes away and he drives straight to that town. He calls ahead and he tells him, listen, crazy story, you'll never believe it, he tells them the details, I've got this guy, can you arrange with the Hever Kedisha that he could be buried uh, in your town? And the rabbi says, absolutely, we have a Hever Kedisha, and we even have a special plot in our cemetery uh, that was donated just for people who can't afford a burial plot. And so it's perfect, we'll take care of him and we'll bury him there. He brings the bag in, the body in, and they lay him down, and the Hever Kedisha gets ready to unzip, and to do the Tahara process to get the body ready, they unzip, and somebody there screams. They come running in, what's going on? They said, this guy. We know this guy. I said, what? I said, years and years ago, this guy used to live here. Never had family, nothing. He said he disappeared. We never knew what happened there. He's from this town. He said, and he? He's the one that donated those plots in the cemetery. How can a guy be pulled out of some nursing home he's in, a million miles away from anything, and be given a proper Jewish burial. How can that be pulled off? Only Hashem could do it, a snowstorm, and a person, and a businessman who's afraid of flying, and everything. It's only Hashem. Hashem could pull off the impossible. But I was thinking about the story, and another thought struck me. Who do you pay? Who do you pay to guarantee you that you'll have a beautiful end? Who do you hire? There's no one to hire. There's no way to get that done, to have someone follow you your whole life and make sure that you end with grace, purity, and holiness and be buried in a Jewish cemetery. There are no guarantees. But this man who donated those plots and cared about another Jew, and cared about what Hashem wants, and invested in Hashem. The only person being worth investing in. Ah, now that was a good investment, my friend. Because without Hashem, you can't do anything. But with Hashem, you could be pulled from nowhere and buried right back in your holy plot at the cemetery that you deserve. Because you invested with Hashem. And if we can feel this, my friends, that the only thing worth investing in is Hashem, that the only one that matters is Hashem, that the only being that controls every second is Hashem, and we don't care about Hamans, and we don't care about Achishverishes, and all the puppet masters are puppets. 
Everyone's a puppet. The only one who's not a puppet is Hashem. Hashem is the puppet master that we want to be with. He's the one we want to invest in. If we recognize that, then we take the message from Mordechai, like our rabbis say. Mordechai said, everyone bowed to Haman. But Mordechai did not bow. And they point out that the language for bow, he doesn't say he didn't bow. He says he will never bow. And every one of us needs to walk out of Purim with such strength of conviction that Hashem runs the world and He's the only one I need on my side. To walk out feeling, I will not bow. Mordechai HaYehudi, I'm a Jew, I do not bow to nobody. I don't give in to pressures. I don't give in to influencers. I don't give in to money. I invest everything in Hashem and only Hashem. Because with you I have nothing, but with Hashem I have everything. With you I can't take one step, but with Hashem I can split the sea. So get out of my way and show me where can I invest in Hashem. How do I put my money into Torah and mitzvahs? How do I put my time into Torah and mitzvahs? How do I put my life into Torah and mitzvahs? That's my boss. That's my king. That's my investment. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.